Hi, uh, welcome back to the Interactive Exhibit Design Podcast. I'm Rebecca Rahe, your host. Today I have Tim O'Grady, one of my fellow students in the class, joining me uh, to talk about Interactive Exhibit Design. So, um, Tim, you're here to talk to me today. It might be nice to know a little bit more about you. Um, Where are you coming from? Uh, Well, my name is Tim O'Grady. I am from Alberta, originally from Calgary. Uh, I've lived the past few years in Edmonton. Um, I got a BA in history from uh, Mount Allison University in New Brunswick, uh, beautiful Sackville, New Brunswick. Um, when I graduated, I graduated in 2005, uh, went back to Alberta, uh, uh, took up at Edmonton, um, started working for a small consulting firm that specialized in built heritage, uh, heritage conservation, heritage planning, um, stuff like that. Uh, so I did that for three years. Uh, while I was doing that, I was taking some courses through University of Victoria's Cultural Resource Management Program uh, through correspondence. Um, it's a diploma. I decided that I wanted to come back to school and get a master's degree. Um, so that's uh, that's what I did. Um what brought you to Western? Did you consider any other schools? or? Um, I thought about a couple other schools. Um, I decided that... Uh, that Western was probably the best place for me. I, I wanted to take public history um, for a few reasons, I guess. Uh, one of the reasons um, I want to work in the heritage field or in, in history, but not in academia. So public history is probably uh, you know, the, the best way to do that. Um, I liked that it's really broad. Uh, I've, I have experience working in archives and museums, um, so the ability to take courses in uh, museology and and, uh, archival management appealed to me. Um, It uh, it was also really appealing that it was only a one-year program. Um, Like I said, I I don't want to be, I I don't want to work in academia, so the idea that I'd be here for eight months uh, and then be able to go home, uh, get on with my life, uh, was uh, was quite an attractive prospect. Um, Yeah, so that's why I'm at Western. Okay, and I mean, obviously public history because of your interest in heritage. Um, uh, yeah, my interest in heritage. Um, I mean, I, I think public history is really important. Um, my, my formative experiences uh, with history were in things like museums, uh, um, national historic sites, historic houses, uh, living history uh, uh, centers uh, like Fanshawe, Pioneer Village uh, out here in London. Um so yeah, I, I I think that it's important that uh, all people get to engage with with history, not just uh, you know in school or, or discussed amongst academics. Um, so I, I figured that going into public history would, uh, would would let me bring history to people that otherwise might not be able to enjoy it. <laughs> we'll, we'll see how idealistic that is in a few years. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure we're all in the same boat. You yeah. know, who knows how we'll feel in a couple years' time, but. Um, so, I mean, this is obviously an interactive exhibit design podcast, so we're here to talk about interactive exhibit design. Um, how did you make the decision to come to this class? Was it kind of already made or? Uh, no, it wasn't already made. Um, when I was thinking about coming here, I, uh, I was looking into this class, um, 
Yeah, it, it was totally beyond uh, anything I'd experienced before. We're, we're doing things like uh, programming and fabrication. I've never done anything like that. I, I didn't take shop in high school or anything like that. I, this is totally new, uh, which was kind of an appealing uh, in itself. Um, you know, it was, it was very hands-on, very practical. Um, and it give well, I, I assumed it would give me a, a skill set that, uh, that I didn't already have and, and that a lot of people don't have, and I, I think that... Uh, that that's proven pretty true. Um, we took uh, um, digital history with uh, Dr. Turkel in uh, in the fall, uh, and that was a really great experience. Um, he's got uh, he's got a very different teaching style, but one that uh, I think I work quite well with. Um, he's uh, he's he's pretty hands off. Um, and it's interesting because there's been a couple things that uh, I've been working on outside of this class that I was totally lost, and it was it was on technology, and I, I was trying to get my computer to do something for me. It, it was a, a a slideshow that I wanted to put music to, and I, I wanted to uh, put it on my blog, but uh, I had to figure out a way that I could add the music without having to just embed a link in the uh, in the thing to talk to my computer to give the music. Um, so I was able to figure that out, probably because of the hands-off approach. So I'm... I actually watched that last night. Oh, yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. good, eh? Yeah, it is. It went really well. Yeah, yeah, very patriotic. <laughs> Made me proud to uh, to look at those stamps. Um, what sort of things have you played with so far? Like, Oh, my goodness. Um, <laughs> in uh, in this class. Yeah. Or... Uh, oh, man, I, I've... Uh, well, uh, I've, I've done some programming with, uh, with processing, uh, some programming in Arduino. Uh, done some simple, uh, uh, some, oh, I want to say wiring, but that's probably not the, the <laughs> right term. Um, I'm not totally sure what the term is. Yeah, Ma- making electronic components talk to each other. So using potentiometers in the Arduino, mm-hmm. using buttons, um, timing LEDs so they uh, they do Morse code and act like traffic lights, stuff like that. Um, I've done quite a bit with Google SketchUp. Um, uh, there's an application for it called Wavy which uh, unfolds your model so that you can print it off. So I used Wavy, I unfolded a model, um, and made a, a 3D model of my digital model out of paper, which was kind of neat. Um, had a PhD history student ask me, are you doing that for credit? Because, yeah. I said, no, just for fun. <laughs> uh, yeah, what else? Um, I, I guess um, another question is, like, a lot of us are doing multiple projects. Yep. Um, any kind of larger projects in that? Oh, yeah, goodness. I've, I've got two larger projects. Uh, one of them has been a 3D digitization project, um, kind of in collaboration with uh, Professor Hamilton, um, who's the curator of UWO's um, oh, medical artifact collection. Um, so it's, uh, it's a wonderful collection. Um, dates back to the early 1800s. Uh, medical implements, artifacts. Um, so I went with her and selected uh, a preliminary selection of probably around 20 artifacts uh, that I might want to try using uh, the 3D laser scanner um, and then started playing with the laser scanner. Uh, it is a, what is it? It's a Next Engine, um, which is uh, it's a desktop scanner. It's very popular. Uh, it's pretty affordable as far as scanners go um so i started playing with that um 
And the idea is to create uh, 3D digital representations of the artifacts uh, using this scanner. Um, and a lot of museums are starting to do this. Um, it, there's a lot of interpretive possibilities when you do something like that because people can manipulate the object and see detail and flip it around um, without actually <laughs> damaging the artifact. <laughs> without actually touching it. Yeah. Uh, so that was one of my projects. Um, my other project is uh, an interactive streetscape. Uh, like I said, I'm interested in, uh, in built heritage. Um, so what I wanted to do was create a way that people could uh, see the evolution of a street. Um, so what I did was I uh, went to the archives and looked at, uh, did some pre preliminary research on, uh, you know, ar archival photos and stuff like that, um, and went downtown, ran around taking pictures of buildings, and decided that I would do the east side of Richmond uh, between Dundas and Queens. Uh, Queen Street, uh, which is right downtown, um, and it's, uh, well, it, you know, it's the east side of the block. Um, there's only about five original buildings left, so there's a, a fair amount of redevelopment, uh, which made it a, a pretty good candidate for uh, the project. Um, so with that in mind, I started researching the buildings, uh, found out who was there, um, generally when they were built, uh, found as many archival photos as I could of them. Um, took that information, took the photos especially, uh, and built scale representations of the buildings in SketchUp, uh, used the photos to, uh, to build those. Um, and I did five different uh, eras. Um, so I've got representations of the street from uh, about 1905, 1915, 1928, 1965, and 2010. Um, and then with that done, I... Uh, took 2D uh, representations of all of those uh, and used a, an Arduino with a potentiometer um, to talk to the processing program, um, which in turn talked to my computer, uh, so that when you turn the potentiometer, um, the computer reads that and changes uh, the, this image of the streetscape. So basically, you can cycle through cool. um, with just a, a potentiometer. Um, and at the moment, it is just in 2D. Um, I, I got about this far last week. Uh, so the next step is to figure out a way uh, to do that in 3D. Uh, so Professor Turkel was talking to me about uh, how to do that, and it's really technical, and I can't explain it right now. <laughs> Uh, but basically, it'll it'll use uh, Google Earth as the platform. Okay. Um, so, so I guess use the idea the Google is Google Earth API and import it and work from there. Yep. Cool. Yeah. So those are those are my projects. That's. They sound like a lot of fun. Um, what about the future? Like, where are you going with this? I guess is the question. We kind of addressed that at the beginning. Um, yeah. Well, obviously, you're heading back to Edmonton yeah. ASAP. Geographically, I'm going back to Edmonton. <laughs> um, professionally. Who knows? Um, I mean, like, like I was saying, this program is, is so broad. Um, and I, I have such a broad skill set now. Um, one of the great things about this program is it's very collaborative. Uh, you do a lot of group work, which is certainly something that employers uh, look for. They want people that can work on a team because everything you do is, uh, is really in a team unless you're self-employed working by yourself, which uh, isn't necessarily what I want to do. 
So kind of lonely. Yeah. So I mean, professionally, I don't know. Back in Edmonton, um, working in uh, in culture and heritage, um, likely government work to start. Um, it's uh, it's stable, well paid benefits. Um, it's you know, a very good in too. Yeah, you know, it's a way to meet the contacts that you need later. Yeah, that's exactly it. Uh, so, okay. yeah, ten years down the line, who knows? Uh, <laughs> that's the hard part. I mean, I'm sure if we all meet up in ten years' time, we'll be completely baffled by where everyone is. So, yeah, although very impressed, I'm sure. <laughs> Hopefully, anyway. But again, there's a few of us that I wouldn't doubt would go back to school and do something entirely different next. So Yeah, well, I know there's a few people that are uh, hoping to do their PhDs as well after mm-hmm. this program. So that's always an option, too. Absolutely. Um, and that's pretty much everything that I wanted to address today. Uh, so thank you for coming to talk to me. Thank you. Um,